Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by David Haig from Garage Fit in OMAC, Washington. David, how are we doing, man? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Thank you for coming on, man, spending some time with us, uh, sharing your story, what you're doing, doing out there in Garage Fit in Washington. You told me about kind of how you started this thing, why, the whole process, but let's dive in there. So um, why did you just start Garage Fit? How did that whole come about? And what did that process look like and experience look like for you? All right. And kind of in a nutshell, I'll try to make it short and yep. sweet because that's a long story. But uh, basically, I, I did 28 years in the military at the tail end of my career while I was still active duty. I had had some pretty rough uh, tours of combat and I was blown up three times and shot over a course of about four four different tours and uh, $500,000 worth of metal on my spine. I've got an L4, L5, S1 fusion, a C5, C6 disc replacement. I've got two broken elbows, um, a candidate for double knee replacement and I was on my way out, fat on the couch, about to get medically retired. Turned my life around, got fit, got certified as a trainer and uh, just to get myself to where I could retire on my terms and not retire early and make the most out of my retirement. And through that journey, I just realized that fitness saved my life and I want to use fitness to help others. And that's how Garage Fit started. So in 2018, I formed the LLC and here I am now. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh, a really great story. And I find sometimes that, you know, we'll say it's, bad way to put it, but that gift of injury kind of gives us that, uh, that special, uh, feeling or the empathetic look at, uh, maybe, and I'm sure a lot of other people are going through maybe not something that extreme, but another kind of injury or sickness or something that we can then kind of help them with. Right. So uh, yeah, I'm sure you could, I'm sure you could have a story for much longer, but I appreciate you sharing that with us, man. And, uh, yeah, very inspiring stuff with garage fit. Talk to us about, you know, I know you said you started it kind of randomly, right? It kind of started like, uh, Talk to us about how that whole thing, how this whole thing came about once you moved out well, to Washington. I, at the end of my career, I, I was selected to go to the FBI Academy on behalf of the Air Force and, and uh, got turned on to the world of NSCA and CSCS, Certified Strength Conditioning Specialists. And, you know, they're like the granddaddy of the certifications. And, yeah. and the strength coaches there kind of turned me on to that style of hit and functional fitness and Tabatas and all the different things you can do in functional fitness you know, CrossFit type workouts and came home uh, from the FBI Academy and I was putting my wife through one of the workouts on the driveway and neighbors are walking by just asking, what, what are you guys doing? What is that? Is that CrossFit? And just one thing led to another. Then I've got a group of neighbors working out in my driveway with me, working out of my garage. And my wife made the joke, Hey, this is like garage fit. Cause we're looking at Lone Star CrossFit just, just a couple blocks away. And she goes, we have garage fit. We don't need Lone Star CrossFit, you know? And, and it just grew from there of me training a bunch of neighbors till I got to the point where, you know what? I need to start charging y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's going to happen, right? No, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, love, I love the organic start of it. And name is awesome too. Garage Fit, very cool. David, talk to us. Uh, obviously, let's go into your model first because every, every business, we need a viable model, obviously. Then I want to talk about like a, a typical day in the life uh, of you right now as a trainer and, and kind of business owner in this fitness space. So Talk to us first, uh, and for the listeners, uh, the model, what you guys there run at Garage Fit. I know there's kind of two parts to it. So I run a personal training studio, and yeah. basically I built a gym out of my two-car garage and my three-acre property. And so the first part of my business is uh, personal training one-on-one. 
I do offer the classes, but most of the time they, they, uh, you know, people like privacy better. So yeah. I've done a couple classes, but it's just not the same as when I'm kicking your ass one-on-one. Yeah. You know, and then the second half of my business, which is the passion and why I do this is youth sports performance. And that's a huge market in the U S everywhere, you know, oh, yeah. from recreational sports to uh, high school sports and on to college. Let's face it. Parents want to live vicariously through their kids. And if they didn't make it, they want Johnny and Jane to be fast and strong. And so there's a big market for youth sports performance. Uh, in my area, I come in from a small town, 4,000 people. We're, we're closer to Canada than we are to the big, biggest city yeah. in the state. And, and so it's, it's agriculture. And I realized I couldn't afford it. But a lot of kids leave here on sports scholarships because they get so good. So right. the, the second half of my day is I volunteer my time and I do not charge the parents to train these kids because I just realized these kids need something here. You know, I don't want them getting into drugs and alcohol and doing stupid stuff. Yeah. And so I get them fired up and I call it my elite young athlete program because you have to be elite. You have to want it. And parents just can't come to me and want me to babysit the kid or get Johnny faster. The athlete has to come to me. Everyone in this town knows who I am. They all know if you want to go garage fit, you got to go talk to Dave. <laughs> right. so I'll have athletes come up and talk to me. I'll know right away if their parents sent them yeah. because if they don't want it. It's not going to work. You know, and, and my insurance premium is too high for me to just take on kids and babysit them over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I do it for free, I yeah, pay a lot of pocket. I don't make the uh, the big profit that a lot of people do because half my day is free. You know, right, right, right. So, so paid clients in the morning and volunteer youth sports performance in the afternoon and the evenings. Yeah. So we're getting up early, four a.m. You know, training our clients and then training the youth kids in the afternoon. What is like a what is the setup of the gym? I know you told me you got outfitted with rogue equipment, really good outfit. You know, really good setup. Yeah. So large two car garage think the largest two car garage you could have six 624 square feet sounds small but uh you know i i, I followed coop from garage gym reviews and yeah. the way he said to set up a gym in the garage was perimeter walls and leave yeah. the floor open for training you know yeah. so um we do some jujitsu and stuff i mean i got the the banged up cauliflower ears yeah and, yeah there we go self-defense um, I got a Bob that I kind of roll in there and we kick Bob's butt and, and stuff like that. But the walls of my gym are lined up, you know, with a rogue yeah. R3 rack and a hammer strength bench and nice. a tight uh, functional trainer. Yeah. Um, I've got a true grit, grit runner, curved motorless treadmill. I've got a concept two skier, a concept two rower. I mean, I, and I have all rogue uh, bumper plates. I have all standard Olympic metal plates. I've, you know, like every gym owner, I'm addicted to barbells. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. we have so many. We don't need them. They just hang around and sit in corners and take up space. And then, right, then you right. still on Facebook marketplace and buy more. Pretty much. Yeah. I do and, the same thing. I do I the have, same. My wife has a she shed and I have a he shed and my he yeah. shed is loaded with more equipment, but because I have three acres, my he shed is loaded with rogue sleds, with uh, Titan sleds, with um, the sandbag sleds, you know, cause yeah. I have a, a 20 meter hip grass hill that goes to a yeah. 40 meter straightaway. And so my athletes have to run up the hill, pull in a 30 pound sled, Generous, you know, yeah. Miracle Mile trail run around my property, and so right, right. In the winter, we work on just lifting weights inside because it's yeah, yeah. cool. You know? Yeah, but once spring hits, they know that garage door opens and there's there we go. party time all over the gravel and the grass. Yeah, yeah, party strong time. Right? Days, so usually every Friday is a strongman day. Okay, and I just pull out the sandbags and and all the functional carry stuff, and yeah. So I basically wake up at four in the morning, program my workouts for my paid clients, in the middle of the day. I'm feeding goats, feeding chickens, you know, taking care of dogs and birds, running errands, getting groceries, throwing yeah. smoke on the uh, meat on the smoker. And then in the evening, I program for the athletes because as soon as they get out of school at 3 p.m., they start trickling in all the way until 8 at night. 
yeah yeah it's very cool yeah like uh yeah i'm picturing kind of the properties to speak and uh sounds like a compound a really cool kind of out outdoor yeah. fitness kind of real world like real primal living place which is you know which which i i love personally so that's cool man it'll and, take you uh, a minute to drive down my driveway that tells you how long it take people to run it yeah yeah a while uh, a while especially with that sandbag or something you know so uh yeah very cool obviously cool place to train can make it really awesome facility especially for those athletes i would imagine um david talk to us about like the training those do you train those kids in groups of one two or are they, the kids the youth athletes in smaller groups well, I've had upwards of 19 at one time and it's, it's out of control because yeah. I'm the only person here, you know, right. Um, right. I, I decided um, I'm kind of a control freak from my days in the military and I don't want to have right. other people. I didn't want to have an employee was the first thing. Right. I mean, to tell the truth, I was lazy. Didn't want to do the EIN and have a taxable employee, sure, sure. Pay, you know, I get it. Yeah. unemployment insurance, all that. And I just said, you know what, I just, I'm a control freak when it comes to the way I train and what I do have, I have one of my alumni from my program who's going to school for athletic training nice. and strength and conditioning. He's, he comes back and he volunteers and helps me program for the kids. Okay. You know, okay. He plays college ball. Yeah. Uh, most of my kids go off to play college ball somewhere. Um, and so he comes back and helps me out, but it's just, it's, it's a long day. You know, waking up at oh, four yeah. in the morning for my paid clients is easy one-on-one, -on -one, but then when I get athletes come in, I got about nine that come in right after school. Yeah. And so I can run them in a Tabata inside the gym all together and set up 11 stations and they'll just right. cycle through and, and just, right. but every now and then if I want to open it up, I'll do an AMRAP or an EMOM and I'll just say, Hey, the end of it is a 400 meter run, you know, run, run out the garage, go down to the end of the driveway and back or a 300 meter shore run, which includes the, the 20 meter downhill sand yeah. and then uphill 20 meter grass. Right. And right. So I'll yeah. throw that in and just, you know, just keep them real in really good shape. Oh, I would imagine. So yeah. I would I imagine. a group. You know, I, yeah. the, the one group of ladies that I trained, I trained six school teachers before yeah. that were trying to train before work in the winter Ooh. and it was rough, but it was yeah. Tabatas every day, you know, and you, you, you try not to do the same thing with them all the time. Of course. So yeah. During training, you know, yeah. but yeah. I just, I wasn't feeling the passion in that group. Like not, not them, me. I was just like, sure. Okay. You know, next ladies you know and i just yeah. you know i said you know when it's one-on-one -on -one, i'm in your face and we're getting this we're getting pumped up together yeah, I'm yeah. i tell them about the move i demonstrate the move i talk them through the move and then i grade them on the move and then okay. we begin okay you know? yeah with six ladies it's just hard you know it's hard yeah there's always that like limiting factor of how many people for one trainer is too much right and uh yeah one-on-one -on -one is great so like but the athletes are great because they yeah. they get here they know what they're doing usually right. it's a reverse sled pull on the treadmill you know it's a curved yeah. motor treadmill so they put the brake all the way on turn backwards and start working their knees yeah and then they go out and they they line up they do dynamic warm-ups about 10 different exercises and at the end of that they know it's a 400 meter run when they come back in i go over the workout i explain each station and then i start the timer and we go it's awesome it's, yeah. This is easy because they're they're almost professional about it. Yeah. You know, they just they know what's going on. To do. Yeah, which is comes in and they walk out. Oh man, that was hard. You got good luck, you guys. And then but they don't even it's like right. they high five and then boom, they're out there dynamic warm ups, four meter run, come in. Yeah. And it's clockwork. They know and what it's to do. Sure. a paid client because I have to focus that direct time and energy yeah. right on them. You know, of and they have to kind of walk around the room with a whistle in my loud voice. Right, right. Yeah, totally different things for sure. Now I know you're in a small town. You said everybody, everybody knows you, right? Especially the athletes. They know they got, they got to come talk to you if they want to be part of this program. How else do you so-called market garage fit um, to get clients, to get the kids, to get the so, adult? How does that look? I think it's like most gyms, the, the word of mouth and social media. I mean, yeah. mine is on a much smaller scale. So right. uh, I'm not doing radio ads or commercials because 
you know, I'd have to call one at you to get on the radio and they're three hours away. Yeah, nobody's, yeah, nobody's coming. Basically, I do these funny ads, you know, and if you go to my site, look at my Garage Fit Instagram or my Garage Fit on um, Facebook, and I, I just, I do funny memes of me training, but then it'll say something like, you you want to uh, ask thick enough to crack walnuts? Call Garage Fit, you know, and it's a picture of me running my treadmill with my bubble butt sticking out. Or, you know, I, I just did one of me running in a 30-pound kit, you know, I was wearing a 5'11 vest and I was coming out of hurdles and starting a sprint. And it said, do the fat kids beat you to the taco truck every time? Do you finally want to be first in line? Call Garage Fit. Yeah. And when I post those out on Facebook and Instagram, people are just cracking up and people are calling and messaging me. Oh my God, I saw your ad on Instagram. So what are your hours and what are this, you know? And it's just, so I, I kind of go the opposite route and I'm not all stuffy and collared. I'm not doing the corporate, you know, LA fitness, you know, company. Right. It's just, I'm just, I'm a fuck nut, you know? I just, I have fun and people know. When they come to me, there's going to be cussing, there's going to be yelling, there's going to be screaming, there's going to be intensity, mm-hmm. but I give you privacy one-on-one and you don't have to worry about anything, you know? And yeah. Yeah, be, your, be yourself. And then people come out of that and it helps, you know? And, and you have to be unique when it comes to, when you have a personal training studio, you have 100%. to be unique. Otherwise, people could pay way less and go to a gym for 30 bucks a month instead of paying me 40 bucks an hour. Right. And if I train someone three days a week, they're dishing out a lot of money to me, you know? And so oh, yeah. I owe them results. I have to almost guarantee them. I know you can't say guarantee because the, the client comes into it a lot and I, I can't control their kitchen. No, and I can't I control can't. their pantry at work. Yeah. You know, but, but I tell them, you know, I'll, I'll kick your ass here and, and, and let's do this. But yeah. Yeah. if I get results, the word of mouth is automatic. For sure. You know? And if you're unique in the fact that, you know, when I got my, my certification through ISSA, they had a chapter on adaptive fitness, you yep, know, working yep. with adaptive athletes. And I really paid attention to that and, and I honed in on it. And, you know, I've worked with people here in wheelchairs paralyzed from the chest down. And the fact that I know the terms that they're dealing with, and I know we're working on grip strength and I bought gear that basically wraps on their wrist and you, use. you make them hold a bar and it wraps around and velcros to their wrist. And then they have control of the bar. And I'm, yeah because some of them they they even though they can move their hand like this they they just will never be able to grip sure sure i get everything out strong because i tie them to that bar you know yeah yeah and you know the with the concept two skier not many people know this you can buy an adaptive base oh that's that's my favorite machine minimum length for ada guidelines is 32 inches yeah you know so you can buy an adaptive base for that you can actually take the the back end of a concept two rower off and you can hook it onto the front bar of their wheelchair yeah. And they can just sit there in their wheelchair and row. Yep. They can sit there in the skier and go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's things you can do. And so you have to be unique. So work on adaptive fitness and then prehab and rehab. You know, a lot of my my clients know that I can help you get ready for it. And people have never heard the term prehab, you know, prehabilitation before right. surgery. So what happens? Yeah. You go into a surgery very fit. You'll come out faster, you know, on the recovery side. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I focus a lot on prehab and rehab and it doesn't hurt that my wife is a PTA and she helps me all the time. You know? That helps for sure. Yeah. That helps. But the fact that I do adaptive fitness, prehab and rehab, and, and I've got success stories. I've got a guy who is morbidly obese and lost 111 pounds. I got a kid who's morbidly obese and lost 70 pounds. Wow. And stories like that go out, you know, and, and then I'm really honest with my clients. And I, when I first meet them, I tell them the first workout is always free. And I hope that you fire me someday. And they kind of look at me like, huh? I said, I hope that I'm such a good trainer that you don't need me anymore. And you feel comfortable going to the gym without thinking everyone's looking at you. But I also hope I'm such a good trainer. You never want to leave. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I've got some that have come in so excited and said, Dave, today's the day, man. 
we're firing you. I trained this yeah. one couple who told me that. I was like, this is awesome, you know? Right. But, but then they reach out to me later. Hey, we want to come back because we were never in the shape we were with you. I'm like, I'm sorry, the slots already sold, you know? Get on, so, yeah. Yeah, and you have limited. That's, yeah. that's how you have to be. You have to be sure. so good that they want to fire you in a positive way. But you yeah. also have to be so good that they want to come back. No, I love it. Yeah, we need to be uh, expert and a master at our craft, which is uh, key, right? I, I, what you're trying to say. And I love you said, brought up the unique piece from the marketing side and like the niche we have, which is awesome. And uh, I think that's so important, man. And I love that you use the skier. That's my favorite piece. The ski machine. I have one too, right below us, pretty much directly below us in the garage here. And uh, yeah, Console 2 makes some great equipment, especially for the adaptive folks. You can oh, yeah. you can take the rower apart, the skier. Uh, a lot of people just even sit on a box, a small plyo box there, you know, that sort of thing too. But it's a really cool piece and uh, a really cool tool. And something that I'm sure no gyms in your area also have, you know, it's nobody has these. So it's another layer of uniqueness, which is great, man. Like, so that makes a lot of sense. David, it now helps, like I have college athletes recovering from ACL, MCLs, exactly. ankles, you know, they, exactly. they, they'll come back here on break to recover yep. and I'll actually talk to their strength coach or their PT, you know, yeah. and, and just say, Hey, I've got this guy. Here's the equipment I have. Here's what I'm trained in. What, yep. what do you need to work? And I actually had one of the strength coaches for one of the football teams tell me, this guy's got ACL, MCL on his right and ankle on his left. Yeah. And you said you had a skier. What can you do with them? And, and I a said, lot. I can do a ton of things. Yeah. And he said, you know, can, can you weight bear him? And I had a Terracore. And he's like, can you put yeah. him on the Terracore in front of the skier? And we had him in there. My friends call it the murder pickle because, you know, it's shaped like a pickle. But it, yeah. And it's yeah. Terracores yeah. are incredible, but they suck. Yeah. You know? yeah. But had this kid on a Terracore under the skier. And Doing his thing. It, it was just incredible how, how confident he felt to then get into band work and then into squats. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Because that awesome. micro corrections on your feet, on the terracore, and all yeah. those intrinsic muscles on your ankle and knees are firing, but you yeah. don't know it. Yeah. I mean, that shaking right there, and your ankles are getting so strong, and that oh, went all the yeah. way up my hips. So it's just beautiful. That The concept, too, is incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, I agree totally now. It's a yeah, great piece of equipment. Again, from injury recovery, awesome piece to use. Now, with, like, the uh, nutrition, supplement side of things, where do you stand on that? What's your philosophy behind that? Do you offer any nutrition advice, supplement advice? No, I, you know, I, I don't want to be an expert where I'm not. And okay. I learned yep. when I was getting my certification that it was very, uh, I wouldn't say dangerous, but just kind of wrong morally to give advice on fitness if you're not a certified dietitian or nutritionist. Sure. And so I, I pump up the locals around here. I mean, small businesses helping small businesses. Yep. And there's yep. a a local track coach who's a certified nutritionist and she's in right. Tanaska up north of us. She's even, she's like right at the Canadian border. Okay. And I've got half my clients going to her because when they ask yeah. me for advice, I tell them, I can tell you a smarter way to eat, but like I'm certified in all these movements and I can legit tell you how to do these. I just know it works for me with diet and I don't know enough certified diet wise to say, here's what you do, you know? So I say, go to this nutritionist, but if you want it from me, it's not diet advice. It's just smarter ways to eat. And I, yeah. I make sure I'm very careful that people know I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not spouting nutrition right. advice. It's just, yeah. I know it gets me big and strong, you know, and, but I, with weights and conditioning, I can do that. But with sure. diet, I always refer to someone else, but yeah. if they don't want to do that route, I just tell them, okay, I'll, I'll give you nutritional advice, but just know I'm not a dietitian. So right. here's what you should do. So I, just, I basically a disclaimer. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. And uh, yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. A thousand percent. And nutrition. I mean, I've been thinking about going back through ISSA or ACE or, or NASA and doing the nutrition part, but yeah, 
I just, it, it, as you know, that's a lot of time, you know, a lot of time. Yeah. It's a lot of time. And like, is, is it worth it? CrossFit, you know, like the, the, the CrossFit coaches, they can go back and kind of tag that one in, but it's just, it's more time in a box and it's just, I'm sitting down yeah. rolling, you know? Right. Yeah. And like, is it worth it? Right. Maybe not. So like, if you can refer it out to somebody you trust, I think that's awesome. You know what? And they refer people to me and it's like, yeah. you start helping each other. Yeah. You know, like one gym in town that I'm, I'm friends with the owner and he's got a CrossFit section. He's got everything else. And yeah. I tell all of my clients, every single one I train, when you're not with me, you need to be at Tyler's Fit Factory. Yeah. Because if you're not, you're not doing anything. Right. And if, if you buy a two day a week program from me, then you got to get three days on your own, which is harder. Yeah. If you yeah. pay me for three days a week, you only need two days at a gym or yeah. two days kicking your own butt out on the street. And let's face it, you won't do that. If you pay for a gym, oh, you're in it. You're in it to win it. Let's go get to the gym. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So I promote the gyms in town, even if it's, if right. it's the other gym that, you know, because they, they, they want to go for his prices. But I sure. believe Tyler's better. I'll say, I don't care which one you choose, choose one. Right, right. Or get out on the street on your own and do something. Yeah, but for sure. My for program sure. is a five day a week program, and I know no one's going to afford five days a week with me. Right. But if it's two or three, you need to do something. So I promote these gyms. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know, it's uh, five days no matter what, and then going to other gym to finish it. Now, what is the typical client? Are they training with you two days a week, three days a week? What's like the norm pretty much? I, I have half and half. You know, I've, I've had clients that want one day and I just tell them I don't do that. It's not, not worth it. What I do and I, I can't waste my time and energy because my training is intense. Yeah, I like it. I can't I like give it. you one day and hope you do six. Not, not going to happen. Yeah. You know, or seven or because you know, I tell them even the weekend is two days of active rest. Hiking, yeah. walking, dog, doing something. You know? Yeah, yeah. But if, if I give you one day and then you've got four on your own and you're a teacher getting to work at seven in the morning and leaving at four 30 and coming home and oh, you're not going to do anything. You're not. You know? So once you sit so down, it's over, man. Is minimum. Yeah. And okay. so I've got probably half of my client list is two days a week and the other okay. half is three days a week. Okay. It makes sense. But yeah. My athletes are five days a week. They Every have day. to be five days. They have a week. to come. They have to come five days. I like this. I like it. Yeah. Th those guys are program, but it's, it's five oh, really? days a week. Nice. It's intense. Yeah. I like and it. I like it. Cause there's every athlete in here wants to be here. And I, you know, the most I've taken is 19 at one time. I, I just, oh, yeah. I can't take anymore. It's a lot. No, 19 is a lot. And I guarantee yeah, I you're getting a picture of all my 2020 graduates, you know, congratulating them on, you know, going yeah. off yeah. and boom, my messages just pile up of parents. Oh, I, I want to get mine in there. And I was like, well, the waiting list is already filled up. So now you're on this waiting list. And you're on the second waiting list. Yeah. Hey, that's an awesome problem to have, you know, like, uh, but it's because I offer it free, you know, of course, and, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you know, every would you ever charge for that? that? Would you ever charge for that, David or no? What's that? Would you ever charge for that? Or that's going to be free. You like the free concept there. If I expanded to the point where I went brick and mortar, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if I want to lose the ability of just, having this, you know, sure, sure. my coffee and I'm in the gym. You yeah, know? it's nice. It's Waking nice. up, scratching my butt and, ah, uh, okay. All right. Good work. It's, yeah. It is nice. It is nice. No commute. It's a nice thing. You know, it's, uh, yeah, well, I mean, where, where's your mindset on that? Like moving to a brick and mortar. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought it froze for a sec. Would you ever move to the brick and mortar or they pretty much think you're, you're liking the setup now? I mean, it sounds like a well, nice setup. When I got here, there was the one gym. My friend opened the second, and yeah. I liked what he had, and I didn't want to do the, you know what, bro? Now we're coming. Yeah. Like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and you know what? I, I could do the loan and open a brand new gym. Yeah. And then I work for someone else for a long time, trying to pay it back. Right, right. Or I get one of these 
piece of crap 1950s buildings in town like everyone else did like my friend did and like yeah. everyone else did and try to outfit it with a bunch of used gear off closed down gym websites and yeah, yeah i just said you know what i've got top of the line brand new shit in my gym yeah, yeah. i go one-on-one yep and i get results and i don't know if i'm willing to go to a gym at four in the morning in town open it up and not see my family until they've eaten dinner and going to bed you yeah know? yeah Pros and cons for sure, man. Personally, I wouldn't open something new and not be there more than I needed to be. You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm the same way. Pros and cons. CrossFit, you 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 live at that box forever. Live there. I lived there for ten years. You're with people at your gym more than you are with people in your house. Oh uh, yeah, way more. Like that's uh, what I learned from the military. I always tell people. Yeah. You know, when we're sitting out there, I was like, you realize how much to like we're in the war. We're just sitting there about to go on a mission. And I was telling. You guys need to value your time with your family because you don't understand. Look, we're on this deployment for six months, 24 seven. Right. And then we go home, we're working 10 to 12 hour days on base. Yeah. You see your family this much and we see each other this much. I know it's crazy, right? Value this time, right? Because this is the only thing that matters. These are with you for life. These yeah. are with you yeah. for this tour. Yeah. You know, it's the same that's, thing. At a, you know? Sure. Sure. So that's where you are now, right? That's your values there are in the family and yeah. on, uh, freedom of your time really and of your of your schedule so like that i think that's awesome man david with that being said what's what's next for you where, where where's your main focus now for say the next year 18 months with garage fit i th- i don't know i may i may have reached a peak because i don't want to go brick and mortar i mean right. the the next things i could do was you know everyone's bugging me for merch i don't have any merch okay there we go so i started looking at buying stuff i bought some stickers from sticker mule and yeah and I started looking at the prices and then I, like every other guy, I'm thinking I could do that. Right. And so right now I've been looking at, you know, heat presses and vinyl yeah. printers, direct to film printers and thinking of setting up to start running my own merchandise. And then I started looking at how big of a task that is like, Oh, fuck. you know, I don't know, but maybe get into merchandise hats and shirts and stuff like yeah. that. And, uh, the garage fit logo on there. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, good name. Yeah, good name. Like, he's like, you know, you got grunt style with their brand sure. here. Yeah. And they do the American flag. And then, yep. you know, they got fuck your excuses. I was wondering what that said. I tried to see what that said. Now yeah. I got it. I can see so, it. Yeah, we're morale saying like that, you know, because I have a lot of quotes and my athletes, they love that I throw my quotes at all the time. I mean, my big one is train hard, fight hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always good. telling them, you know, if you truly want something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. For sure. You know, and be hard to kill be the change. I'm, yeah. I'm always yelling quotes at them while they're training. And they're like, Dave, you need to put this on merch. These, these sayings would kill, you know? And I always say, talk shit, get bit. Yeah. I love that. When I say talk shit, get bit. And I said, you should talk shit with your actions. But if you talk shit, you're going to get bit. If you tell them, oh, I'm going to scorn you right now, you're going to miss, you're getting an air ball. So Probably. don't talk shit, bit, yeah. you know? Talk shit with your actions. So, but I, I have it. all these quotes and they're always bugging me to put it on merch. So maybe that's my next step is getting into the merchandise gig. Other go. than that, for the gym, for the fitness side, I've been thinking of just, I'm sitting pretty good with money because 40 bucks an hour with, you know, 20 clients, it, yeah. the money starts to add up, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I'm in a better place than most because I'm retired. So right. I have a big pension coming in. I have a big. disability pension. I have a retirement pension. Yeah. And we've just been very good with our money. And so right. now I'm sitting at a point where, Maybe I'll just replace everything in the gym. Maybe my rogue R3 needs to be a rogue monster. You got to go out, man. You need to, yeah. Maybe my true great grit runner needs to be an assault runner. You know, I, I just started thinking maybe I just yeah. sell this treadmill, get a better treadmill, sell this yeah. rack, get a better rack. Yeah, you know? for sure. Maybe How is that? 
How is the uh, True Grit equipment? I've never used any of that. How is it? True Grit is pretty awesome. I first Good. saw them. So a lot of people, you know, it's like like with Titan. Everyone talks crap about Titan. It's right, horrible. Right, horrible. Right. Well, guess what? Rogue ain't made in America. They, you can oh, pick five things off their website that are actually made in America. Yeah, yeah. I wrote Echo Bike, the toughest thing on the market, made in China. It yeah, says it right on it. Yeah. So people that just talk, it's, it's like I have a Harley, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, so Dave has a Harley, so you must be all oh, America. I was like, dude, have you worked on your Harley? There's probably one thing on that, and it's the engine that's from Milwaukee. Everything else is from Mexico, Canada, and China, and Taiwan. Right. Singapore right. and Malaysia. It's not American made. It's American assembled. There we go. Yeah. So I tell people to, to ease up on Titan because as they are in this business longer and longer, their yep. products are so much better. Yeah. And proof in the pudding, go to Garage Gym Reviews with Coop. Yeah. The best SSB bar out there is by Titan, not yeah. by Alico, not by Rogue, not by all these big makers that charge 1500 ah. for the bar. Yeah. 300 bucks for the Titan squat safety bar. Safety bar. Yeah, sure. It's better than anything on the market. So really? True Grit comes along. And they're selling in Walmart. So people are bagging on them because they got Walmart kettlebells. And I yeah. pick one up and I'm like, I'm just going to bang this around. So let's go with it. So right. my whole set of kettlebells is True Grit. Okay. And then you know, I think our phones listen to us because then popping ads up. start popping up and I see True Grit and I'm like, all right. And I see this True Grit runner and it's half the price of an assault runner. Right. Exactly. Half the price. And it's the only one with the magnetic brake where I can do sled pushes and reverse yeah. sled pulls. Yeah. Cool. So I go to Garage Fit Reviews, Garage Gym Reviews. I look at it, and and he says it's basically as good as these, except you know there's a couple minor things. But he said for fifteen hundred dollars, holy shit, get this thing. Worth it, yeah. I so got it, and me and my athletes kill that thing every day, twice a day. That's awesome. And the thing is awesome. That's I apologize great. for my dogs out there. No, it's cool. It's cool. We like dogs in the show. It's cool, man. Yeah, so dog- true grit and Titan. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, but yeah. I'm still, I'm so loyal to Rogue. That I get a lot of rope stuff, my rope bumpers, my rope bars, you know. Yeah. And Rep Fitness is another one. They're yeah. they're they're more American made than rope. Yeah. They're in Colorado and they're making all their stuff there. They yeah. will tell you if they import steel from China during hard times. Right. But they're trying to buy steel from the East Coast, but they put yeah. on their website when, hey, we're buying it from here, but I guarantee we're making everything here. Yeah. You know, whereas Rogue just says made in America, and it's like, no, dude, you're not made in America. Like yeah. some of your stuff. Big difference, big difference, yeah. But no, all good companies, and uh, yeah, I have a bunch of all those company stuff except True Grit. So I was asking about that for sure. But uh, yeah, the True Grit cool. Grit Runner, uh, I tell people yeah. don't sleep on the thing. It's the only one with the magnetic brake, so it has the flywheel on the front, and it has a brake that just collapses and gets close and holds yeah. it tight. And yeah. you crank that thing up, and you have to hold the front, and like you're pushing a sled. Yeah, you're oh, turning yeah. backwards, and you're you're doing a reverse sled pull. Very cool, yeah. Which so, uh, you can't three thousand, six thousand dollar treadmill doesn't have that, but the fifteen hundred dollar grit runner does. And yeah, so, yeah, awesome piece to have for sure, man. Uh, so uh, yeah, I love it. Place sounds awesome. The, com- the compound, we'll call it, sounds really yeah. cool. And uh, I think it's a great place to wrap this uh, episode up, David. Where can the listeners check you out? Your website, your social media. Where can we follow? Yeah, you? I don't have a website, and I think people keep bugging me about, but I ain't gonna spend ten grand on a website, so. You can find me on GarageFit, GarageFit underscore 509, or on Facebook, just GarageFit. Okay. And uh, you can find me at Dave Haig on Facebook. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm one of those wannabe influencers, wannabe creators, but I don't know how to do all that stuff. So I just put out short training clips and and memes. And, you know, I just- That's all you got to do, man. That's all you got to do and can be consistent and to be yourself. That's that's what it is. So it's uh, awesome, David. Help people. And if you can help someone, you know, if you can- 
if you want to be a personal trainer or a gym owner and you can help one person, then all the money you've spent is worth it. I agree. I agree. Help one person do a really good job and then do it, keep doing it for the next people to come. So uh, I agree totally, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. Fun to hear about how GarageFit started, where you're at, you're at now, where we're going. And uh, we thank you so much, man. All right. Thanks a lot. You got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Ray and Joe Lee out of One Spark Fitness in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, ladies. How are you today? Great. Thank you for having us. I'm excited to be spending some time with you guys today and to learn more about what you do at your fitness location. But really, before we dive into any of that, tell us a little bit about what it was that made you sisters decide to open up a gym together. Um, so basically, I've been in fitness for over 20 years and have been very happy with fitness. Um, as a sisterly activity, we decided to become Zumba instructors with no intention of teaching. Um, but decided to teach within a year and started teaching for other people and decided when I retired as a nurse after 28 years that it was time for us to maybe branch out on our own, open up our own boutique fitness studio, and it worked out. Well, props to you guys for, for doing that together. And so for our listeners, what I would love for you ladies to do is give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are at One Spark Fitness what services you have to provide and just kind of paint a picture for us so that moving forward in this conversation, we know a bit more about who you are. Okay, well, we are One Spark Fitness. We are geared for fitness at any level. Um, we don't have like the niche age group. I would say our members are 18 to 68 and we offer a variety of different types of classes and offer different levels. We also do personal training, small group personal training. Um, we've done a few nutritional groups um, to help people get back on track with their nutrition. Um, and we're just a really fun family oriented facility um, where we know every single person's name that walks in. Um, we have outings every month together, like where we'll do stuff for the community whether it's go bowling or go to dinner or, you know, mini golfing, just to kind of get that camaraderie. Um, and it's really, we want people to feel comfortable walking into our studio and not intimidated. I love that. And yeah. I love the, the idea of, you know, personalized group training. You have the option of personal training if people need that or the semi-private kind of model. Um, because people need this. People need that um, coaching, that one-on-one person telling them what to do or showing them what to do. Not everybody can be successful in a, you know, box style gym where they walk in and have to do their own thing. People need this. And so I love that you're, you're offering that. 
Um, so with the business right now, you have the, the personal training slash semi-private and you have the group. How many clients total do you have? And then like, what's the breakdown? Are most of them doing the group training or? Most of them actually are members. So we have about 45 active members right now. So we're fairly new and young. Um, our goal would be to have more like 150 members. <laughs> um, that's our you know goal that we're trying to attain and get to. Um, so that's the majority of our membership. And the other is about 21 personal training clients. Um, and then I'd say for the small groups, we have about 15 people that do small group altogether in different manners. We actually have two options for small group. Okay. You can contact us and you and your girlfriend want to work out together and we'll do a small group that's only two people. Mm -hmm. Or we have a standard small group that we do that's open to members or non-members um, that is open to up to six people. And that's a workout that I write up and plan um, and you follow that. So there's two options with small groups. Okay, great. So, I mean, plenty of stuff for people to choose from at your facility. Um, so you're at 45 members right now and you just expressed to me that your goal is 150 members, fairly new. Um, you know, you guys kind of started right before COVID and then COVID happened, you were able to reopen and, and we're all still recovering from that. But what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process to get to the 150 plus member mark? Um, we're definitely working on the marketing and advertising because um, there's been many people recently come in like, oh, I didn't even know you were here. Did you guys just open? We're like, we've been here two and a half years. <laughs> so they, they don't know that we're out there. Um, and in this area, there are corporate gyms, but there's also a lot of, you know, private, private gyms. Um, so that is where our focus is right now. And with me, I'll be finished teaching this coming week. Um, we're really going to hit that harder. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I think it's just getting our name out there. Yeah. So we actually have a meeting with a marketing firm next week. Um, and we've had a couple of pitches from other marketing um, things that we're just a little bit out of our price range right now. Um, so we'll see how this one goes. But, you know, we really would like to um, advertise even on television, like local um, networks. Mm -hmm. But that right now is financially not. Yeah, yeah. I would love to talk a little bit more about this because I think that there's a lot of people in your shoes right now where it's like, you know, we're not really currently doing a whole lot of advertising because it's kind of out of our budget, right? Um, and so uh, in the industry right now, the number one way that we've seen that people see success from advertising is running digital ads on social media, Google, places like that. Um, and so for you guys, what's your presence look like in those places currently? Um, I usually run the social media aspect of it. We have done Google ads. Um, we've done Facebook ads. We've done Yelp. Um, but as far as the social media, I mean, with me having a full-time job and being here, it has definitely been, I wouldn't say cold, but warm and hot. <laughs> so it hasn't been full force yet. Um, so that's one of the areas that we'll really be focusing on in the upcoming. Yeah, time. yeah, definitely. And I think that when we, consistency is the biggest thing, 
if we can consistently run ad campaigns on Facebook, Instagram, and ad campaigns are different than boosting a post. An ad campaign is like a scheduled post that's like set to reach certain demographic in your community. When we can run those consistently, we should be bringing in a steady flow of leads that are qualified. Um, and and for us, it's perfect because we're able to, you know, constantly have that flow of leads coming in to help us grow that membership count. Um, it's just, it's ideal outside of, you know, the digital advertising piece. Have you guys done any other forms of advertising marketing? Are you doing any, you know, um, like pound the pavement type advertising? No, not pound the pavement necessarily. Um, but with all the, um, we've, we've done some things locally with, with the JCs, mm -hmm. um, that we have gone to events and, you know, like business, business, networking. business networking. Um, so we have done that, but a lot of like, there's so many different townhomes and, and new housing developments here. And they're all very strict about, you cannot advertise even where we're located. We can't even put a sign, a sign out by the road that says, Hey, we're up the hill. Like we're not allowed to do any of that. So a lot of the regulations have inhibited some of that. Yeah. Um, could we do better? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, a great way to, to do better, you guys are already actively looking to do better through digital platforms. You're looking at marketing agencies help you with that. Um, and right now it's the best way because you don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. You guys are busy women. You don't have time to go out into the community. And when we also go out into the community like that, it's not guaranteed that we're going to bring in leads from it. We can hope. The only way we can guarantee leads is if we're running ads and we're going to get leads flowing in. People are going to click because people are spending time on social media. As unfortunate as it is, um, we're living in a digital world. Us three are meeting right now digitally. We're not even in person, right? And so if we can tap into those places where people are spending their time, it's the best for us and we don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. Um, but kind of moving on from, from that, I want to discuss with you ladies something that I think a lot of gym owners can really relate to because there's definitely somebody in your shoes right now. But for you, what would you say is the biggest challenge? What's that bottleneck, that bump in the road that's you know causing a little bit of a halt to you getting to where you want to go with this business? Hmm, that's a really good question. I mean, I think one of them is I was, I had a full-time job, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that was a big hurdle. It was supposed to be a two-year plan, but with COVID, of course, you know, we had to extend that. Um, I had to stay in teaching one more year, but I will be finishing that. So I think that'll open up a lot of doors because mm -hmm. um, that, that's, you know, 10 hours a day that will be freed up for me personally to work on marketing and social media ads and being able to assist her where she was here all day. And then we're both here at night that it will take some of the pressure off of her to free up to do other things as well. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. There's only 24 hours in a day. Right. And if you ladies are working other jobs like you were, um, you're coaching classes, you're running the business, it's really, really difficult. So my question to you would be, as this business continues to grow, you know, who's going to play what role in, in the business? You know, when you have 150 members, is it still going to be just you two or are there going to be other people that are playing into it and you working on the business? Talk to me about like what you hope your role is to be. Well, I, I'll tell you what I hope my role to be at some point. 
I don't know what her role is going to be. I'll tell you what my role is going to be. Um, this is Ray, by the way. Um, so right now in personal training, 21 clients, I'm teaching 10, 15, 10 fitness classes a week, group fitness classes a week. Um, I'm also helping with the small group personal training sessions. So I'm there too. So I'm here three days, pretty much from morning till night. And not that I don't want to be here a lot because I do love it here. Um, I'm going to free up some of my time, my personal time. Um, I feel like I'm married to One Spark Fitness and I feel like that was the point when we first started it, but the point was to grow. First growth is we need more instructors and it's really hard to find good instructors. That's, that's one bottleneck that mm -hmm. we have found that is killing us because people enjoy us and love us and then we bring another instructor in and they're not us so we need to find good instructors that are motivating and fun and challenging yes and want to be here you know want to be here want to be part of the team and good at what they do because we've had a lot of we've had a lot of people come in that want to work here that were like it just, they just weren't quality, yeah. you know, and that's us being so new. People are going to like the big names of our lo local area, the big name studios, because they've heard of them, they're established. So trying to find, yeah, I would say that, that actually is the biggest thing. Yeah. Finding other instructors, because if we find quality committed instructors, we can free up some of our time because we can trust them to be here and do what we do. Mm -hmm. at that point yeah. we're not there yet and that is probably the biggest challenge that I didn't think would be such a challenge I didn't even think of it before we started yeah. and I think in a way yeah yeah of course it's a challenge and everybody's dealing with it but I think in a way sometimes like we kind of have to take a look at it and say okay well you know nobody is gonna be us nobody is going to be exactly like us we are this is our business this is our baby we are gonna be doing it the best but how can we take this person and develop them and provide them with opportunity to be better. A lot of times people are getting into this industry and they fall into, you know, training at XYZ facility. They feel like it's just, you know, a side gig for them, but we want to treat them. Hey, this can be a career, provide them with opportunity to grow, develop them, you know, give them opportunity to classes to be better at xyz you know we have to do everything to everything that we can to make them the right fit because ideally you know we want them to be as similar to us as we can be but right off the bat nobody is going to be the right fit um but it is hot, hard hiring today in this industry right now it's it's really difficult and there's always going to be churn too like you'll bring somebody on and then they'll find something better or they'll do something like what you guys did and you'll open up their own studio mm -hmm. right um, that's always going to happen, but we get pulled to another studio. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and so what can we do at our location to provide the best place for our clients, but also a really great place to work? Mm -hmm. Um, cause, cause that's great, right? When we can make our, it's honestly, it's a, it should be a good feeling. If you provide somebody with so much, you know, opportunity to learn and grow that they feel like one day they can go open their own studio. That's a good feeling. Um, so kind of want to move on um, and kind of paint a picture here for you guys. If I were to hand you a magic wand right now and I was like, okay, ladies, so, you know, all your goals for this business have come true. 
you've reached them all. What would that picture look like? Well, I mean, yeah, we would love to have a bigger location um, so we could run group, group X classes and personal training concurrently. Um, obviously, we can't do that in the same space. Um, so whether we need a bigger location or um, a different location and break it up, and like one, one location is personal training, one location is group fitness, um, or several rooms. Because right now we are just one studio room. Um, we have a lobby, and then it's the group X room, and that's where the personal training happens. That's where the group classes happen. So that would be the ultimate. Um, I always joke around like, hey, when we get so big, it's going to be one spark, two spark, because, you know, we're going to have a second location and, you know, yeah, yeah, that would be a dream. Um, and full classes, you want, you want a full class schedule with full classes, you know, I don't want to walk in and see five people in a room. That's, you know, the right. energy in a room when a room is full during exercise is what you're yearning for. Right. So expansion of our schedule with instructors other than us mm -hmm. and two locations. And I think, or whether it's two locations in the same location, two different rooms or two different spots, but yeah, we, we definitely, cause we realize we don't have enough time slots for personal training. I have like two slots open. That's it. I'm yeah. full. I, I can't fit anybody else in and I've had to turn people away and I don't want to do that. I mean, that's, that's not definitely. serving people. So that's not purpose. What has to happen right now for, you know, the possibility of a bigger studio with full classes, enough personal training opportunity, like what has to happen right now for all that to become realistic? More members. Yeah, we need more members because we can't fit in more personal training. Personal training, I mean, obviously is where the money is. And we know that personal training yeah. is where the money is, but we have two slots open. So I can fill these two slots and that's it. That's the amount of money that personal training will be bringing in at this point mm -hmm. until we can get a bigger space. So membership is the addition of money coming in mm -hmm. so that we could get a bigger location or a second location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously right now you're pretty much tapped out with the personal training. You've almost made all the money that you can from that right now. And we need more members. Yes. And, and, and I'm excited to see you guys get there. But what else... Are there, you know, when in the industry, we think about sometimes additional streams of revenue that we can be bringing into our business, offering things like nutrition, offering things like supplements, apparel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is that a possibility for you guys? We do apparel. apparel. We do apparel. Uh-huh. We do a little bit of, um, for another company, some supplemental stuff. Um, I can't say we push it, mm -hmm. um, but that could be a possibility. The nutrition thing would probably be something that we probably could start and really expand upon that. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of uh, studios and gyms do like weight loss challenges and that's another way to get revenue um, and things like that. That's something I've not really considered, but I guess it could be a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes when we use these like challenges, we can use them in our marketing to pull clients in too, right? So Facebook's tricky. You can't really like market like weight loss challenge, but you can market that loss challenge um, or muscle gain challenge, things like that. Um, and those are great ways to get people in off their sofa, 
into the gym because they're like, you know, they're feeling unhappy about themselves and they're like, Hey, you know, I'll go do this challenge. I'll pay whatever. Um, if they're telling me I'm going to lose some body fat and then you do the challenge at six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. And then they see results and then they become members. And it's like, heck yeah. You know, we just built our member. We grew our membership and we have that extra income coming in from the challenge. Great. Um, and then with the nutrition thing as well, like, you don't have to write full-blown meal plans for people, but you can provide nutritional guidance and teach people how to eat. And again, that can be like a, with paired with accountability, an extra stream of revenue for your business that you're not spending a whole lot of time developing. And, you know, it's not 10 hours a week of added work on top of what you're already doing. Cause you guys don't have 10 hours. You're used, you're utilizing all your time in, in the day. Um, so, you know, last question I have for you and you, either one of you can choose to answer this, but what's a word of advice that you would tell somebody who was very new, maybe they were going to open their gym next week. What would you tell them? I would say prepare for a rainy day because nobody would have ever guessed that COVID was going to happen. Um, and we were lucky slash unlucky enough to have just opened, um, like Ray had said earlier, and we were already prepared not to make money. We were, we were already there. We had enough in reserves to be like, okay, we know we're not going to make any money for two years. We know we're building this business. Um, and I think that's really what saved us because a lot of local smaller gyms around here have closed because they were living with their membership you know, at capacity and they needed all of that to pay their bills. So we already had some in reserve. So I, I would say prepare for a rainy day and realistic expectations, you know, like, yes, you're going to grow, but it's not like people are going to be knocking down your door and being like, Oh, I heard you opened a gym. I'm here. You know? So, um, mm -hmm. I think that would be the best, best mm -hmm. part of it. And willing and, and also open-minded, be, be open-minded to make a change in your plan because mm -hmm. you've got to change it. You can't just be this plan. We're sticking to the plan. This is the plan. You've got to like go with the times, go with the flow and say, Hey, you know what? This needs to be changed right now because we're going to be shut down. And needed to shut down. What are we doing? Uh -huh. So we were very willing to, we immediately start streaming classes immediately. We weren't streaming classes when we opened uh -huh. that first week we were shut down three days. We were streaming classes. Uh -huh. We were driving here and we were, Figure, figuring it out Here's the show and, and we had no it experience so i mean literally we were just figuring it out as we went um and that definitely saved us because people who were stuck at home you know they had an option now mm -hmm. so we had people who aren't even members at this point that were streaming with us for months because they didn't have anything else to do so yeah being able to pivot um and you know, take a step back from your plan and look at the bigger picture and be like, okay, where else could we expand on? You know, and we have done some of the nutrition. We, we mm -hmm. call it ignite your health group. Cause everything we do is like fire related. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was ignite your health where we did, you know, meal plans and, you know, we did live cooking sessions with them, um, through Facebook and, and all of that. So yeah, just being able to pivot and, and see, see different options that you could, you probably never had thought about or maybe didn't exist like who streaming classes didn't really exist to the normal person so yeah 
Yeah, for sure. So I, I love that you guys said prepare for a rainy day. And I think, you know, I always tell people this business is not always rainbows and unicorns. And I think that that expression that I use works really well with what you had to say. I mean, um, you know, you have to prepare for the worst. You have to keep in mind that things aren't always going to go your way. In the past few years, we all found that out, you know, <laughs> with this pandemic. So I appreciate you sharing that. What's your Instagram or your Facebook page? Where can our listeners go to find you? OneSparkFitness.com is our website. And OneSparkFitness on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for being here, sharing your story today. It was a lot of fun. For our listeners, thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, Fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Jake Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a duo, Karen and Ramir with Red Effect Plymouth out of Plymouth, Michigan. What's going on, folks? How are you guys doing today? Happy Sunday. Hey, JJ. How are you? Are you doing great? Nice weather in Michigan. There we go. There we go. Can't Finally. miss that. <laughs> Look, we're excited to have the both of you on today. And uh, before we dive in to the, the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Red Effect, you know, um, first, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you folks get started in the first place? Okay. So I probably can start that because I was the one, this is for women. So I was the one who experienced the, the gym when I was you know, like through Facebook or Instagram, I think social media, I saw that there was like a um, a free workout. And I am already, I was already working out then for a few years. And um, I tried it for one day, just the very first day, I really fell in love with the concept. And I know that it's really for women. So um, at the end of my workout, I asked the owner or the, um, the manager, if there, I, I called my husband first and I told him I fell in love with the concept. And he asked me, ask if there's a franchise. So I asked the manager if there's a franchise. And of course she said, yeah. And it started like that. And then, um, then we, we got, we got the gym. Uh, when we, when we started 
just opening here. We were so excited because what makes us um, really the uh, Ramir? Can you help me out with how how we why did we get this one? <laughs> so um, we are uh, physical therapists by profession, and we use infrared a lot for our treatment uh, of patients before. So when she told me, "Oh, this gym has infrared in," but well, that's the first time I heard about that. And we know the effects of infrared uh, in the body uh, or exercises before and after the recovery. So that made us think about it. Uh, and then the concept that she told me, it's uh, like a drop-in. You've got uh, so many different concepts. And with the niche of only women, because uh, Michigan is famous for uh, women uh, that are covered from the Middle Eastern uh, part, you know, different countries. Especially in this area. Especially in our area. So that made us uh, talk to the manager and our corporate. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Great story there, folks. I'll tell you that. And so, you know, let's take a deeper dive into Red Effect here. And so let me ask you guys this. We'll start with the bare bones basics. Um, how many members are you guys at currently? Um, we, we have uh, active and um, what we call frozen members because members have the ability to freeze membership, especially in the summer if they're on vacation. Um, so we, I would say, you know, approximately between 200, 300 around that, but that's a combination of frozen and active member. Um, and, you know, we want it to be more than that. We can accommodate a lot more, uh, but just because of the pandemic and the economy, um, kind of up and down, up and down. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so now, uh, this next question to kind of follow up on that, you know, obviously being that it is for women, um, let's pretend I was a woman here and I'll use myself as the avatar. If I came in and I, I'm, I come, I see Karen, I see Ramir, I'm like, Hey folks, I'm ready to get started. Like get me in. Uh, mm -hmm. what would I then have to pay to become a member? Okay. So first of all, when you come in here, I tour you and I show you the facility, what we're all about. And like I said, we, what sets us apart from other gyms here is our infrared technology. And we have heart rate monitors and we have coaches and we have a, a variety of um, hours there. You can just come here and work out. So some, um, some, some, are, some of the gyms would have like, or the small gyms like us, they only offer just one or two classes. We have uh, a wide array of like six to ten classes, six six a.m. to ten, then four to eight classes. So um, then we we have. Um, is that your question? Is what, what what do we tell them? What what can they get from the membership? Right? From yeah, what yeah. would I have? To, yeah, what would I get? And what I would have to pay to get started? Oh, what would it? What would you pay to get started? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we have memberships. So we have two options of memberships. Um, one is a 12-month commitment and one, and the other one is a month-to-month. -month. So we have $119 and $99 for, for the month-to-month, -month, $119, uh, $99 for, uh, the, because you're committing to us for 12 paying months. But then they also have a sign-up fee of $199 because it comes, it's a, there's a complimentary of your boxing gloves and your heart rate monitor and that month's fee. So 
on you, they don't have to pay another you know another one nineteen on top of the sign up fee. That's just the yeah. first one time sign up, and then every thirty days the they will be collected of whatever gotcha. they choose. Yeah. Gotcha. And I think that's great. I think uh, in a way, right, that, that's what we would call ascension, right, which is getting your clients to buy more from you. In a way, you're kind of doing that without even trying to do so, you know, by, by giving them what they kind of need as a necessity. So I think that's right. great. A great way to, uh, to bring ass, an asset to your gym. And so on the topic of clients here, um, for you guys, what has been the best practice to finding new clients? So, first. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, different ways of doing it, but usually when somebody, um, so we, we use a lot of social media. Uh, we use Facebook and Instagram. We have a company for um, marketing. For marketing. Um, basically, what happens is uh, it would be on Facebook, and there would be an ad, and they'll click on it. Um, so we have different rotation of what to say in there. So the moment they click, uh, the, the company would respond. Uh, and I'm usually in the back and that would help out and answer them right away. And a lot of the questions that they would ask would be, you know, how much is it? Uh, and we always offer them a free session, uh, sometimes three, sometimes a week. So we get them in, we make sure they experience the whole thing. Uh, and that's when we show them around. Uh, so that's one. Um, another form of marketing is just going around uh, the area uh, with the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and then another one is just by referral. So we try to uh, use all those three. Uh, that's how we were doing it. Awesome. Awesome. And so now traffic was never a concern and leads for unlimited clients were unlimited. Hypothetically speaking here, how much can you guys even handle? Like max. Oh, we can, we can handle a lot, uh, just because the uh, we're open uh, from six in the, in the morning until eight, and the moment they click uh, on the ad, we kind of distribute them in different times. So it's not like they click and they get that time. So we have to talk to them and then we kind of spread them apart so that we can accommodate. Uh, you know, one or two per hour, uh, we could see them. Uh, but we always recommend them to bring a friend. So we're, we're not just paying for one person, technically we're trying to get two for one pro. Which is, which is smart. That's very smart. And, and now as far in regards to square footage, per, like as far as the square footage can permit, what would that kind of maximum point be for, versus square footage? Uh, we're about 4,500 square feet now. So inside the, we, so we have three studios, right? So for uh, one, our first studio can accommodate 20 people and then the cycle studio can accommodate 20, 20 and then the circuit, I mean, the cardio room can accommodate, I think about 12 if we, you know, if we do the yoga classes, but of course, whatever whatever equipment we have there is the number of people that they can, that can use the equipment. And then we have the sauna. Gotcha. Okay, right. gotcha. Awesome, awesome. And so to kind of take a step back from clients here, which I know we've touched on it a little bit, but I kind of want to hear the entire process if that's okay. So uh, if, I, if, if 
again, if I was a woman and I was a lead um, and I was interested, can you guys walk me through that client journey? So from being interested to then being sold in the membership to then being given the the gloves and all the necessities that I would need, mm-hmm. um, what would that that process look like for the client journey? So let's say uh, somebody was browsing uh, on Facebook and then somebody says, oh, uh, we need like 20 people to, to be transformed. They click on it. They put their info. Uh, the moment they send it, uh, we will send um, a response. A response saying, "Oh, hi, this is Karen. Uh, is this so and so?" The moment they say yes, uh, there's another text that will come in within five minutes and saying, "Oh, you want to schedule in the morning or the afternoon?" Uh, we saw your information, so that starts the process. And then once I book them, uh, then it comes uh, to Karen. Then once once they come here, they schedule to come here. Um, so we're prepared. We actually have uh, we write their names in the lock. We have lockers here. Welcome Karen or welcome you know whatever the name of the new intro. So they they will feel welcome. But I um, I will tour them. So I introduce myself. The coach will come out and introduce herself. And I, I tour them. I start with telling them what is ReadyFact and how did they find out about us. And um, I tell them that we are a, a gym for women. It's designed for women, designed by women. And we have, yeah, and so we have, um, I tell them we have three studios here with five concepts. And uh, the first studio I show them, I I tour them, I show them the first studio, I show them the infrared, what the infrared um, technology, the benefits of the infrared technology. And then I tell them that um, we do circuit and kickboxing class there. And then I show them the uh, changing rooms and then I show them the cycles, uh, cycle shoes. We, we use the cycle shoes because we have cycle classes. So they could just get that cycle shoes, loan that when um, they plan on uh, attending our cycle class. And then I I go on and tour them, walk them to our cardio room, show them our cardio room, show them our infrared cardio room. And we use that also for yoga classes one one time a week. And then I show them our sauna rooms. We have six sauna rooms. And then I tell them, I tell them the benefits again of the infrared saunas and compare comparing it with the traditional saunas. And we have chromotherapy inside the sauna room and the benefits of the chromotherapy. And then after that, I tell them to book that if they want, they can just book it in the app. And then I, I pour them down to our cycle room, which is the end of the, of the studio and uh, show them our cycle class, our, our cycle room, our spinning, our spinning room. And we have the infrared there as well. And then once I'm done with them, I hand them over, I endorse them to the coach. And they start their, I tell them their goals. I ask their goals. I ask their, you know, what they expect from us. And then I I tell them, I tell the coach if there's injury, to watch out for the injury, give them options of exercises, blah, blah, blah. And from there, uh, the coach will guide the, um, the, the, the intro. And then after that, endorse her back to me. And then we'll talk about, you know, membership. She's interested in becoming a member after working out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm ready to sign up right now. (laughs) That was awesome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And and so, you know, this one's a little bit of a longer question, a little bit of a deeper question. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. 
Um, but in the fitness and gym industry, there's typically three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you folks feel like you could improve the most? Hmm. Tough question. <laughs> uh, I would say um, the acquisition part, because uh, lead generation. Uh, let's say if I get you know fifty to a hundred leads a month, and I have to get in, I get the traffic in. Once they're in here, um, that's the hard part of the sell is. Uh, many of them are so many reasons uh, why they don't want to do it. Uh, and we're more like a boutique gym. We're not like uh, the big box ones that uh, have so many traffic to so, so, uh, it's a small so cheap. Um, so it's trying to enlighten them about results. So it's all about results. So uh, if they're not really geared into results, um, then they walk away. Uh, so, uh, but once they're here, um, they you know, they, they really stay. They uh, really like it. And you'll know that they really like it. Because when intros come in, they are the ones who's marketing our studio to them. They yeah. really, they really give good, positive, um, yeah. reviews in front of me <laughs> sometimes, which is really, <laughs> I'm very grateful or they just talk to them. And it's, it's like a very small community that, you know, like it's, they, they talk to each other here and they're they're very they're very positive to, to people to intros who are coming in here and telling them how nice it is here so yeah 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 when your fulfillment is that great they're gonna they're gonna refer no matter what exactly um, and I think that that's just the conviction they have in you and it's thanks to your ability to serve them very well so and also I want to say um to both of you Ramir and Kara I appreciate the honesty and transparency on that question because Oftentimes, you know, on air, especially you want to seem like you have everything figured out. But when you know, I mean, again, you guys are doing a great job. But the fact that you can be honest, that you know, you can improve in some places, regardless of the success now. I appreciate that. Seriously. And the viewers do as well. Um, and so last two questions for you folks, um, which were two favorite questions. What's the bigger picture? What are you guys trying to accomplish long term, short term, whatever it looks like? What's the bigger picture? Well, right now, um, we are signed up to open at least three uh, places. Uh, two more. Well, yes, two more. This is the first one, so three in total. Um, so right now, uh, we got sidetracked by the pandemic and yes. the economy. Uh, so there's a lot of things going on. So our goal is to really get everything uh, set down to bat for, for this particular gym before we move to opening another one. So we don't want to spread ourselves out too thin without really uh, being an expert in this uh, first Yeah, gym it's that only we have. less than two years of <laughs> operation. So we want to make sure that we have a good hand or a handle of, of this business before going lateral. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. And Last question for you folks, which is the best question. Uh, we had somebody kitchen out like last month or so. 
I asked him this question and he stepped outside for 10 minutes to think about his answer. So, I mean, we have enough time, <laughs> but let's see how long he to answer this one. And I'm kind of curious to see, because from a duo, I don't think I really ask this question too often, but kind of curious to see if you guys align on, on this question or not. But so if you guys can go back in time to when you first started the location and uh, give yourself that advice that you think you needed to hear back then, um, what would that piece of advice be for you guys? Mm. Yeah, I think for me, it's a lot more about really getting into the nitty gritty and the details because we, we don't have any experience in the gym business. I mean, I'm in the medical field. I work with people that are already injured. Uh, going into this business, it's like trying to prevent these people from being seen by us in the physical therapy side. Um, so we know how fitness works, you know, the process. So I think it's the business side that I would say, uh, people really want to get into, uh, uh, what happens, uh, when your ROI is delayed, uh, what's your, uh, your, your next step if something happens, because pandemic is something that we don't expect. So I think you have to be really prepared on uh, what's your next uh, game plan if that happens. So I think if you know uh, your goals so well, when when do I start doing this? Um, when um, when should I expand? And so I would say the details of the business side is the thing that I would probably into deeper if you uh, want to know first yeah, yeah just because we didn't have the experience on that process gotcha and what about you karen it's the same answer you think yeah <laughs> on the business side it's actually i you know i'm more of the front person so i'm good with that i can uh, you know accommodate people here but the business side of it whatever he thinks would be I think would be the best or, or would be the same answer as mine yeah. <laughs> because yeah. yeah yeah I mean we have support from corporate uh I mean we use their uh payment system their uh point of sale system uh so we're all set we don't have to lay it down and it's all moving around already but I think it's trying to uh figure out how everything kind of goes smoothly um, when and, something happens. Yeah. <laughs> so one beauty of the franchise system is uh, they laid out the plan for you. So it's just us that has to really try to make it run smoothly uh, and let everything kind of jive together. Yeah, Ramir, thank you for that. Thank you. I think it's a good place to, to wrap up on this episode. Before we sign out, folks, you know, please uh, shout out your Instagram, your website, Facebook, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you guys and, and Red Effects Plymouth? So our uh, Instagram is um, uh, Red Effect underscore Plymouth. Uh, and also we have our Red Effect Plymouth uh, Facebook page. Um, and they can also uh, email us at uh, redeffectplymouth at, at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. um, so if they're in the area, they can walk in anytime. Uh, just we always, we always give free classes one time, the first time. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And, and we look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. Uh, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us, talk about your fitness business within the fitness industry, uh, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.